You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit, a podcast that breaks down business concepts into simple and clear language. This season is dedicated to interviewing e-commerce experts that can help you improve your e-commerce business. I recently had the pleasure of interviewing the founder of a company that uses technology to grow e-commerce stores. And I asked him, you know, what the most important thing a business owner should focus on. And guess what he said? To know your numbers. So why does this matter? Well, in order to have a healthy and growing business, you must have healthy profits and healthy cash flows. And they're both numbers. Profits and cash flows are numbers, so you have to know them. You have to know your numbers to know if your business is healthy. Once you know your numbers, you can then determine what in your business needs to change in order to have a more profitable and healthy cash-flowing business. So all in all, in order to have a more profitable business, you need to first know your numbers, and then you'll be able to know what to do about it in order to have a more profitable and more healthy cash flowing business. All right, so let's jump into the interview with Brandon and see how he helps businesses grow their businesses through better web development. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad you're here because essentially you, you help grow e-commerce stores and you do that through uh, using technology and custom uh, web development and things like that. But essentially, at the end of the day, you help grow e-commerce stores. Uh, so we'll dive into that a little bit. But, but to start off, tell us how you got into this business and sort of your background. Hmm. Um, well, I've always been involved in the uh, tech space in some regard or another. And you know, many, many years ago, probably looking close to 20, um, I did some e-commerce Type stuff. I mean, it was a little bit pre-e-commerce era, but long time back, let's just say I was trying to figure out ways that people could take credit cards online and, and do credit card processing around the days of eBay when it was like a year old. Um, and then over time, working in the uh, just in the SaaS space and and web development space, I kept getting drawn and pulling pulled into the e-commerce space. Um, but for me, it's always been how do you set yourself apart and how do you, you know, grow and how do you become like, I like to coin the phrase, how do you become custom? How do you become unique? Um, you know, there's a lot of different terms thrown around these days, but ultimately to me, it becomes what's your uniqueness, what's your, you know, what unique selling position or proposition mm-hmm. or whatever term you want to use there. But, um, it's just been something kind of in the works for the last 20 plus years. And I think the company itself has had its, its 10 year mark just recently here. And it's just been going really well. And we've been, you know, we've been featured in a number of different magazines, including Inc. And just it's, and we've been, I've been a futurist for IBM, Oracle, and, and all those companies wanting to pick my brain on how to uh, on how the industry is going to shape up and form and, and morph in the future, as well as where it stands right now. So it's just been a really interesting ride over the last few years, especially. 
So how have you made your business? I mean, you essentially do web custom web development. So how is it unique? Like, what is your unique selling proposition compared to all the other designers, developers out there? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, actually, because you're asking me the exact thing that I ask my customers. Um, and one of <laughs> really what it's come down to is the actual term that I, I said, which is custom. Um, a lot of companies out there, like the web development companies, um, or even even just the uh, ad agencies uh, or agencies in general um, that can do web development or they might specialize in e-commerce, but they don't necessarily specialize in the intricate details behind the scenes that are related to e-commerce or, or web development, uh, depending on which route you're looking at going. But it really comes down to that custom customization Throwing those templates out, I guess, is what I like to say. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can build a site around a template, but then you look like everybody else. And I mean, there's there's all kinds of different numbers out there. And I, I mean, I could say one number and it's going to be contrary to somebody else's. But I mean, there's over 100,000 uh, e-commerce sites out there that, uh, and I'm talking about typically your e-commerce pure place. In this case, not not even the retail side of things, um, and and they're building their sites on templates, a lot of them, um, and so then you run into the situation where, well, how do you set yourself apart again, right? And so we really focused on the custom aspect and what is it that makes sites work best, especially in the e-commerce space. Um, if you think about it now, when you go to a Walmart store, for example, you go through, you find all the stuff you need because they're all laid out relatively the same. You can go in, get what you want, but then you can't get out quickly because you end up in this big long line um, just to check out. And unless you have just a couple items, you can go through the self checkout relatively quick. But regardless, it's a painful process, in my opinion, of checking out at a Walmart. Um, and that same principle applies online when you use templated checkout processes, for example. Uh, it just takes a long time. And so that's why the abandoned cart rates, which for those who aren't aware, um, that means somebody's gone to your site, they've liked an item, they've put it in their cart because they're interested in buying it, but then they leave. And the truth of the matter is, 98% of people who have an, who go to an e-commerce store will leave it. So, and a large part of that problem is related to those abandoned carts. So, perfect example of one of the things that we like to do, and we have special um, proprietary code we've written, um, is to expedite that checkout. You know, get it down to as few fields as possible, have it auto-populate with their address fields and everything that you can do to get them out of the checkout fast, basically, right? Um, and so when you go back to what you asked me, one of the problems, in my opinion, is this, um, everybody, like everyone's heard of Shopify, um, and they're just really taking the whole industry by storm. And I had a customer ask me, Two things recently. He, we were talking about what his options were for platform selection, and 
And for those who aren't aware what that means is when you're setting up an e-commerce store, you need to choose the right platform. So basically, like for those, some people are aware of WordPress or again, Shopify or big commerce, or there's a multiple of them out there, but he was asking what his options were and he's running a, a very customized store. And so he asked me about Shopify and we had a good discussion about it because there are benefits of it. But he then asked me and I said, it's not going to work for your needs. And then he said that his, his customer or sorry, his business partner asked him, well, talk to Brandon and find out what's cool. What's the thing now? What's the it thing? And so what is that? He asked me and I said, well, honestly, that it thing right now, the thing that's cool is Shopify, but that's not where you need to be um, because it's not going to allow him to, to have all these custom integrations. So long story short, what he's got running right now is auto order fulfillment. Like it is, he's got an integration with his, his packing plants, for example, where they, the order goes in, it processes through his credit card transaction processors. It then fulfills the orders from his warehouses or his order fulfillment centers that he's got set up. Everything is automated through the system. And I mean, it can all be done in different different platforms, but when you start to really break it down, it really, you need to choose the right one. And so that's where we set ourselves apart is we know what those applications are that are out there. And then we, we build custom integration and custom points to make your job as an e-commerce person, owner, easier. So you can be out there marketing and selling what it is you do. And then we flip that on, on the other side, which is how do we make that experience for your customers that much easier so that you're not spending time having to try and help them. So it's kind of a double-edged sword is where we're coming from makes our job very complex <laughs> but um, and very, very technical in nature, but also a very, it's a hybrid between technical and customer uh, service, which is actually the two areas of, of business that I have worked in for my entire life um, and sales, actually. I grew up in retail, then I went to tech, and then in tech, it was customer support for the longest time. And so it's just been kind of all those pieces of my background have grown into this business that we've built. Hmm. I like that you focus on, you know, you do the web design, but you focus on the end result, which is getting the client sales. And well, I feel like, thing. A, yeah. no, go on. no, I think you're, you know, it's, it's, refreshing to see a development web design or development company that focuses on the most important thing, which is sales, not just aesthetics or what the customer thinks looks good. Well, and that's the thing I run into a lot actually is um, I go have customers come to me and then they say, well, you know, I've got a, got a designer and that's fine. That's absolutely great. If you've got your own designers that want to work on it. But um, I mean, I've actually got a background, like I've gotten, accreditations or credentials or whatever you want to call them, um, certificates, et cetera, in, and so did my team in, in persuasive web design um, and those types of pieces. And, and I've got a huge background in sales and so does 
a lot of the people that I put in place for those aspects. And so, you know, we look at we look at a multitude of things, right? I mean, right down to keywords that people are going to be typing into search engines. But I mean, we're not an SEO company by any means, but we'll look at that so that we can find out and help you because you have to know you have to get the right traffic to your site and that's not where we necessarily specialize but once we know what type of traffic's coming to your site then we can hone in on now how do you close those sales because to me it's the most important piece is not if you're getting a hundred visitors ten visitors a hundred thousand visitors it's are you converting that traffic mm. um, because I mean, traffic is expensive. Yeah. So you're paying to get this people to your site one way or the other, either via your time or someone else's time on your staff to go out and do social media, do whatever, or paid advertisements, whatever you're doing, traffic is expensive. So I want to make sure that we've done our part to build you something that you're going to be able to convert that traffic um, and I mean we're that said there's also the aspects of okay now now you've converted this traffic how are you saving money in your back-end infrastructure right and that's the pieces like integrating it with with your accounting software for example so that your CFOs know exactly what they're what they're looking at for numbers and so they can say oh okay you know this is this is important data and I have access to it and that sort of thing. Um, and like, how can you save money on your shipping expenses? Like once your business starts to grow, it needs to be able to have these pieces in place. You may not be able to afford them all right out of the gate. Um, but the whole idea and approach that we take too is making sure that you're able to grow and add these pieces as you go. So let's get those sales numbers. Let's get that traffic converting so that you're starting to build cash flow. And then you can add these other aspects that you need to even save more money and make, make you know, turn more dollars around. Uh, and then also be able to monitor that information and, and use the data that's readily available out there. Yeah, very, very important. So what would you say separates successful uh, e-commerce websites to the, compared to those that are just not successful? Well, the one thing, so I'd actually take it back a level, to be honest with you, even beyond that of the website, which, I mean, of course, this is the area we specialize in. I'll answer that in a second. But I think what makes a successful website is the website's owner. Uh, the mentality that, that tenacity is important. That and that willingness to to adapt um, is also very important. So, because what makes a successful website isn't necessarily what you put out as your initial launch, but what you your willingness to adapt and change and morph with your customer, or so that you can speak to your customers that much better. Um, and then as well, as far as I'm concerned. Once you've got that nailed down, it's always a changing process. But I mean, you can always do things to improve. But whereas that, um, once you hit that kind of um, uh, the words 
escaping me right now, but uh, the point of, of, okay, you know, small changes might make a difference, but are they going to be cost beneficial to you? Um, but once you hit that point, there's also the back end infrastructure that you can add on and later on to allow you to scale. Um, so I think it's just that, oh, that concept of not just abandoning your, you know, okay, we've got the site. We once we build it, they will come kind of mentality. You can't have that. You need to consistently be willing to to modify, adapt, and change and grow. And that'll also allow you to scale your business properly, so that you can mm. really grow your business. Because, um, to give you a perfect example, I have one client. Um, he used to think that a lot of the international sales were actually just spam. And he didn't really consider them because his credit card processor was was denying a lot of the transactions. So we looked into it a little bit further with him and said, well, you know, why don't you use a different credit card processor for those international orders? And we can set it up that way. It would just make some quick custom code changes. And and then we can also, you know, make sure that it's actually capturing the sales prior to you sending the product out, right? And so we did a couple of minor tweaks there, and he 12x'd like what he was getting in one month in international orders turned into be what he's or in one year is now what he's getting in one month just from wow. a small change, and it was because he was willing. Willing to go, okay, well, maybe there is actually an international uh, interest in my product. And so it was once he shifted his mindset and allowed himself to think, okay, well, I'm just a small e-commerce business. I don't need to think about international. But the second he allowed himself to do that, he he grew his international orders by, like like I said, 12x them. Because that was amazing when he told me what the results were over there. And that's over a year. Like we actually not, I didn't look at it and go, okay, you, you know, a couple, couple extra sales that month or anything like that. We looked at what the sales increases were over the year so that that number is a very valid number that I'm giving you. Um, mm. So it's kind of that mentality of thinking, like allowing yourself to think outside the box. And then that leads into you know, making sure you're working with a development firm that that thinks and works the same way as you do. Where do you see e-commerce going in the future? What's the future of e-commerce? <laughs> well, I think you're going to see a much tighter gap. Like the gap is going to squeeze a lot um, in two places. One. Um, is retail. I think retail is starting, I mean, it's been a slow process, if I'm being honest, I think, uh, with retail really deciding to go on board with e-commerce. And what they've done in the past is e-commerce is one offshoot of their business as opposed to what's now a, a really common term you may have heard of omni-channel, which is all channels, which is basically selling in your store and fulfilling it on the orders on like, I mean, a perfect example is if you make an order online, can you pick it up in the nearest store? So you can pick it up same day kind of things like that. You're going to see a big 
a real tightening of that gap where people are going to be able to order online, pick it up in the store, or even go into the store and the store doesn't have it. So they're going to be able to put these orders through um, and have it sent to your home, um, which is one thing that I've been finding is starting to happen a lot more. But the problem is, is a lot of the big retailers haven't had the uh, haven't had the infrastructure whole like the infrastructure set up to be able to do that, and so that's starting to change. And there's becoming much more of a a, a merge between the e-commerce and those silos are being broken down. Uh, that's one place I see it, and the other place I'm seeing a big switch is direct to consumer. Um, as opposed to B2B. So instead of selling a wholesale to to uh, retailers, you're gonna see a lot more direct to consumer um, type of type of business out there as well. Mm. Yeah, that is very interesting. Second to last question. Yep. As stepping out from e-commerce, you're a business owner. What is the most important thing that business owners should just should focus on on a daily, weekly or monthly basis? You're probably going to agree with this one a little bit anyway. Um, maybe you don't, but I think I think you need to know your numbers. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you need to know what, like, I mean, where you stand financially on a daily basis if you can, um, and. Because I mean, you're as a business owner, you're not going to always have, you know, your cash flows are going to increase and decrease, and you're going to things are going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows. It's important that you are aware of your numbers so that you know, you know when you got to tighten up, when you got to, when you can expand, and if you know these numbers, it allows you to grow, grow a lot more intelligent, opposed to by the seat of your pants. So I always have a whiteboard. I learned this a while back. Um, a whiteboard of you know what your goals are, where you stand on that given day, and and, uh, and those types of like very simple numbers. But they're there so that I know where I should be focusing my efforts. Because the, the other thing, depending on how big of a business you are, you need to know where you're focusing your efforts. And quite frankly, you need to be making sure that you're focusing your efforts on where you're making money. Um, and so, and it's easy to think you're spending it in the right place, but when until you actually look at those numbers or have someone direct you in that way, um, it's it could be completely, you may be completely thinking the wrong way, uh, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I could I couldn't have said everything you just said better myself. So great, great answer. <laughs> um, all right, so last question. Where can people uh, find you, especially if they're interested in getting some uh, some development, uh, getting some updates, getting your thoughts on their website? Where can people find you? Um, well, our website is nadimo.com, so it's N-A-D-I-M-O.com. Um, or they can find me on Twitter. I'm on there a lot. Um, and that's at bmoskwa, B-M-O-S-K-W-A. Um, but if you go to our website, N-A-D-I-M-O, that's nadimo.com, that's where you can find me, you can find us. Um, but I say me because I also have um, our podcast is there, that, but also 
my own personal Twitter and LinkedIn uh, links are right up there. Um, and that's one of the things that really, I try and be very involved with all of my customers. So we're, uh, you know, we keep our team, team small to some extent. Um, I am typically involved in some form or fashion directly with the customers just because I want to make sure that they're getting the, the level of service that, that uh, they deserve. Uh, and because also we're dealing with business owners themselves, so why should they not get to deal with the business owner himself? So right. anyway, nadimo.com is the best place to find us. Um, okay. And if you want to hear our show, just do a Google search for e-commerce all-stars or go to go on, uh, I guess it's uh, any one of the, any one of the uh, podcasting venues and type in e-commerce all-stars and you'll find us there too. Perfect. Yeah. We'll put the, uh, in the show notes, we'll put the, your website, nadimo.com, your Twitter, and then the podcast link in uh, the show notes. Awesome. Brandon, it was oh, great, great having you and thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Well, it was my pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk about myself. I always love that. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and everybody listening, we'll put Brandon's info in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO slash video.